From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome in to Pucks Out Podcast. I'm Bobby Butler. He's Brandon Bond. Hey, let's crack open a cold Sierra Nevada hazy little thing IPA, the official beer of the Pucks Out Podcast. Oh, that's good. <sighs> Don't forget, you can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod, and there you can find a link to our What a Maneuver store where you can get all the clothes you need: infant onesies, t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we quite have overall for overalls for the farmer yet, but <laughs> I would really like to get that push forward. <laughs> so, uh, how's your quarantine life going right now, bud? Uh, not bad. Um, been able to work from home. Uh, I'm going to be working from home four days a week coming up uh, this week, so that's awesome. Um, I won't have to have to worry about getting out and about, and just be able to uh, to, to do my job here at here at the house. Um, got some yard work done over the weekend, uh, but uh, we I'm super excited about how we have done a bunch of interviews today yeah. for a bunch of different folks so uh, really excited to to get that get some of those interviews out uh, but have some have some additional content in this uh, in this time of this quarantine for all of our our fans man yeah, what it, about you buddy you pretty good anything? man you know well uh, yeah got getting some yard work done you know continuing that fire pit got the yard mode again you know right in time before it started raining of course yeah it's been a it's been gotta, a busy day for us we had a pretty much a full work day for the podcast today you know getting content ready for you guys out there so, so we're, we're excited for these to come out excited man yeah. but some news in the nhl a little bit uh start off with a uh, former swiss national team goaltender florence Schelling was just named the general manager of switzerland's sc burn she will be the first woman to earn the post for a top level men's club anywhere in the world um you know she's 31 she's two years removed from her retirement from professional hockey so that's awesome man. yeah that's doing uh, more than we'll ever do that's a, i mean <laughs> yeah not that you know we're not putting in any work or anything <laughs> yeah. obviously to do so but yeah i mean that seems like it's a lot of work so more power to her uh congratulations that's that's really awesome i think you wanted to talk about what what will nh nhl be doing about any rentals or conditional picks uh, if the season's canceled yeah you know um a lot of teams in these conditional picks it has to do with making the playoffs and your standings at the end of the year a lot of these contracts they don't really specify what happens, you know, they might just have had a lockout, but maybe not a pandemic. You know? That just sounds like a, a bad lawyer right there, buddy. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I mean. But, you know, a lot of these teams who maybe uh, didn't make the playoffs and maybe their conditional pick, they needed to make the playoffs. They might, you know, they might try and fight it and say, you know, hey, we had it, you know, from the, the standings, but the point percentage, we didn't have it. So, you know, who knows what happens to I, a lot of these conditional picks. My guess would be there's very specific language written into these conditional picks. So Maybe, man. A lot of, a lot of articles have come out saying that. There's actually not a lot of language. Uh, there, look so. again, like I go back and say, like I just, like I just said, and that's a bad lawyer yeah. that didn't include specifics for every scenario, you yeah. know, because even if it obviously pandemic may not be written into it, but I mean, there's got to be some sort of oh, if the season gets canceled, if there, you know, it was a labor strike or whatever, you yeah. know, like I mean, that could happen at any time. Oh uh, yeah, so. 
so to not have a contingency plan, I mean, my I would say, look, if we don't play the playoffs, then my team didn't make the playoffs. That's yeah. not I don't care if I was in first place or last place or whatever. If it says make the playoffs, I think they should be very little literal with it. And the teams that didn't make good deals or make good conditional picks, that's on them. They're for not for not planning for the unforeseen because they get paid a lot of money to do so and they're playing with people's careers and they're not just they're not playing Madden. You know, yeah. they're not they're not sitting there and, and trading away fake players to they're dealing with people's families and people's livelihood and you know, they these professional sports players understand that this is a part of the game. But at the same time, you know, if you're not gonna gonna plan for everything while playing with millions of dollars, then you deserve to lose uh you know, a first round pick or a fourth yeah. round pick, in my opinion. So what about, you know, you have a lot of teams who were, you know, maybe Tampa and I'm not sure what Tampa's trade situation was, but if they traded away maybe two first rounders for a rental, well now they don't get that rental. And, you know, so maybe the NHL will do something saying, you know, hey, you get a you get a late round first. Yeah, I, I think that that would be stupid. You know, like uh, like I said, I mean, anything could happen at any time. Yeah. And so uh, that I mean, that rental player could have not worked out. They could have. Yeah. He could have made a terrible play in a in a game five scenario where they're on the ropes. And so you can't plan for that. You can only plan for what's actually happened. So I don't think they should get any compensatory. You know, not at least in the in the original rounds. Maybe do like the NFL does a comp- compensatory round. May, yeah, I'd be okay yeah. with that. You know, hey, we, we didn't see this coming. But again, I don't think that there should be any specific contingency for for a rental because you didn't get to a chance yeah. to use that rental, yeah. you know, and maybe going forward, lawyers will be, you know, better writing in for pandemics. Or That's something what like I'm that saying. It, it is an issue. That's what I'm saying. Like you want to talk, talk crap about, about lawyers. Well, they're the ones writing the contract. They can write this stuff in or, or not write it in. So, so this week we want to talk a little bit about, you know, we're moving into the off season. We want to talk uh, team grades and GM grades, get back to talking hockey. It's been a couple of weeks since we really got to, get down and dirty with hockey. So yeah. it's good to be back and talk some hockey. Yeah. So I think today we're covering the uh, Pacific division. Uh, more specifically, we're covering San Half. Jose, LA, uh, Anaheim, and Las Vegas. Yeah. We realized talking about all eight teams in a division would not only cut it short uh, from the amount of shows we can spread it across and how much we could talk about it, but it was just a lot of teams to talk yeah. about. So, so and, a lot of, and honestly it, it gets, a little monotonous hearing all the uh, analytics and the stats, you know, for 40 minutes. Right. Exactly. We don't want to, we don't want to put anybody to sleep before yeah. we get to the the crazy questions that we're going to ask. So I'm going to start us off with San Jose, the bottom feeder this year. I use the $7 million mark on a contract. The difference between a good player and an elite player. If you're making six mil, you're a good player. If you're making more than 7 million, you're an elite player. You're a, you're a top four player. And you should be performing. You should be, you know, an all-star on the team. Okay. San Jose has four players making over $7 million. Couture, Vlasic, Burns, and Kane. And Jones is right there at 6.75. So they have the players and the contracts of a team that should be perennially making the playoffs. Uh, agreed. And, well, you know, obviously the four are playing relatively well on their team, but they're not performing well compared to other, you know, their comparables for contracts in the league. Not, not winning enough games, obviously. Yeah, obviously. You know, you know, there's a reason they 
have that record. Um, and not just past that, they have horror because of that. They have no cap space. They only have six hundred thousand dollars in cap space. Yeah, you can't do anything with. Yikes. You can get yeah. you know a couple. I mean, and not just that. Even if they had the uh, cap space available, they have no draft capital. No. They have no first round pick. They've got two in the second, three in the third, two in the fifth, and two in the seventh, and that's it. I, mean, now, they, I think they only got one in the one in the third, man. One in the third? Yeah. Oh, okay. One in the third. Oh, yeah. So one in the third. So you know you've got not good for the future. This was a team that was built to win now, and they're not winning now. Right. So I guess you know to point out something, it's not all bad. They got Evander Kane, who's playing well. They have two upcoming 2021 first round picks. You know, a little time off between then. Uh, they were able to get a first for bottom six to, uh, defender, defensive center Gaudreau, which is yeah. solid. Yeah, that was a good pull. One, one thing I'd really like to do is that they're giving Patrick Marlowe a chance to go win a cup in Pittsburgh, which may not may not pan out for Marlowe, yeah. but you know they, at least he got the chance. One thing I don't like, Joe Thornton is being wasted down there. Joe yeah. Thornton is a guy who should win a cup in his career. He deserves it. He's earned it, but obviously he's on a bottom feeder team who was in the running. Now they're just not, and I, don't, I do not see Big Joe getting – a chance at a cup now in his career unless no. Jumbo Joe is I mean he he I think he has a pretty big contract with the uh I mean not not over seven mil like you were talking but like a getting a pretty good chunk of change. So I would imagine that had something to do with it. Nobody maybe nobody came calling. Um you know obviously I'm not trying to disrespect Joe Thornton but he's not the player that he's been no. in this league. So great analysis. Uh, I think we went with the consensus GM grade and team grade on there, right? Yeah, we, what uh, did, uh, well, originally what did, what did we were going to do our separate grades, but we realized that just to come to a consensus, just streamline it. As a team, they get an F. They, they are, Total failure. Total failure. It's a failure of a season, and I don't see them crawling out of that <clears throat> the, the basement for next season either. No. So they get an F. The GM, not good. And I get, yeah. you know, the only thing that kept them out of an F was – the Gaudreau trade and Marlowe, and that yeah. got him from an F to a D. Two upcoming 2021 picks. You yeah. got to look a little further in advance on the GM grade. So, yeah, we decided to go with the, a, a D on that. And, I mean, Evander Kane looks like he's playing up to his contract, like you said. Yeah. So that's uh, that's always an, a big advantage if you if you can get some other guys going. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit of uh, a little bit about the Anaheim Ducks. Not the worst team. Like, they were um, – most of the year, uh, it ended up uh, about 2.8 million in cap space. So not uh, not a ton, but not not 600k like the the Sharks are rocking. They got some decent draft draft capital coming up. They got two first round picks, uh, first uh, second round pick, a third round pick, a fourth round pick, a fifth round pick, and a sixth round pick. So. Uh, plenty to operate with and work with to get in some some new prospects and some new opportunities. Sixth in the Pacific, seventh in the wild card. As we sat when the season was officially suspended, I mean, not a not a great season. They had they definitely had some high points. Potentially Gibson, he could be a premier goaltender with some pieces around him. If he yeah. had, uh, I mean, that's not that's not necessarily been proven. He's definitely had great stretches, but uh, he hasn't done it. Consistently over multiple years, so it's hard to hard to make that call as good, but a good prospect at, at very least uh, that's been starting there that could turn it on. A lot of injuries; they were injury riddled this year, so obviously that's that in itself is not a good thing. But 
uh, to know that they're going to have a lot of players coming back and uh, to be able to fill out that roster and, and maybe win some more hockey games. Didn't completely give up the season uh, at all, ever, ever, you know, even when they looked like they were going to be the worst team besides Detroit in the entire league. Kind of kind of still gave it some, some overall effort. Uh, should be a good system to rebuild in. Not a lot of big contracts uh, that they were they were operating on. Getzlaff contract in itself probably not a good contract a little heavy for what he's putting out uh for what his output is right now uh the gm trying to change the system midway through the season yeah. instead of trying to rebuild yeah, um, i think that a was a bad call that, that that's going to put them at least a half year to a year behind of where they should be we decided on our consensus gm grade as a d plus I mean, he did. He he. They he didn't do great. Tried to tried to go into a, a win win now type situation and was was unsuccessful. So, but uh, we got him at a D plus. So, not nothing to write home about, obviously, but uh, not failing. What was uh, their What was their cap space? You said they had uh, two point eight mil. Not great. So not great, but not not the the worst. Yeah. Uh, team grade, we gave them a C minus uh, for with a lot of injuries and not a lot of huge contracts. They they weren't they weren't in last place, so yeah, uh, they could could have definitely been worse for them. So we went with a, a solid C minus for not because they themselves were the best, but because of the effort that they seemingly put in when it was a lost season. So so moving on to the Los Angeles Kings, this is a team that didn't perform well this year, but they are in the middle of a rebuild. You know, they they their GM's doing well. They have a lot of cap space. So the one of the first so probably the first time the Kings have had cap space in close to a decade. <laughs> right. They have almost seven million cap space, which is enough to bring in an elite talent. You've got Kopitar and Dowdy taking up twenty one million cap space. So as long as those guys are producing, which they are in the team, that's great. You just have to give them some support. Right now they their draft capital is amazing. They've got Next year, they've got one first, three twos, two threes, two fours, and they've got one in the f- five, six, and seventh. So they definitely have capital there that they can either trade away for big players or, you know, extend the rebuild and get a lot of young talent. You know, just look at their, you know, they've got Kopitar and Dowdy locked up for a long time. Recently, the Athletics said they have the number one draft prospect pool, which is good. That means you've got some prospects coming in soon that are, that are going to make a difference. Biggest issue is goaltending. Yeah. Jon- Jonathan Quick is not a premier goaltender anymore. Yeah. And I, you know, I this past year I took him in fantasy and that was a huge mistake. Uh, I think that he's on his way out. Not sure who's behind him, but they have him for another five years at 5.8. And that's not a good contract for yeah, that. So they, need to, to try, they that. need to try and unload that. If you can unload that, get a young goalie in there, maybe, you know, someone to repeat like Jordan Bennington did with a small, you know, younger contract. Then you that leaves a lot of uh, cap space where you can get a, a really good elite talent in there. Right. You know, so maybe, you know, I could even see the Preds maybe trading, you know, Granlin. They've got to unload Granlin's contract. If they bring in Granlin to L.A., that could be, you know, that could be a big get for them. Yeah. And with the style of hockey that he's able to play, I think that he would fit in right there uh, with with Kopitar and the and the guys. And then you've got Jeff Carter. He's not performing well for his contract. No. So I think for their performance this year, we gave them a D, you know, that they, they you know, as a team, a rebuild as a team. But however, right. their GM really good grade this year at a B. Yeah. You know, he's a couple trades away from getting to that to that A. And that's, you know, but, but you know, listen, L.A. is a great team yeah. you know, in the very, history of the NHL. So very promising um, to see what's upcoming for them, for yeah. sure. So so I think uh, you're going to round us off with Vegas. Yeah. Um, obviously, of these four, uh, this is not a bottom feeder since they were first in the Pacific, uh, eighth overall in the entire league. 
uh, as we sat with when the league was suspended. Now they had played 71 games, so that's a couple more than than a few teams. Cap space only 300k, but for a contender, that's not. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's something you want. They're gonna they're gonna lose some players and and things after this off season from rentals and whatnot. So I mean, you if you're winning, obviously you want to have to spend all your money. Yeah, if you and can. NHL might be expanding the the cap space next season, which is gonna help them a lot potentially. Bring yeah. in you know a bottom six guy. We don't know how we don't know how this uh, this virus was, is gonna is gonna impact the they they may not it may not yeah. um, so um, but some decent drafts capital not not anything to write home about but for a team that that is again a contender now uh, first uh, two two third round picks a sixth and a seventh round pick so not a whole lot but again when you're competing you have to use those draft picks to, to try to win now so some of the good that we've seen from from Vegas is is great contracts they're getting yeah. they're getting guys that are playing well above the dollar that they're receiving a uh, great goal tending to uh, tandem uh, with flurry and now bringing in Robin Leonard player resurgence there where wild Bill Carlson has uh, has kind of re revamped his career there so the coaching change when we talked about potentially being an issue and being a problem it ended up being a, a really good thing for the team so that uh, that was something that we were we were personally wrong about and it, it was good because now look they're, they're sitting atop the Pacific and, and like you said they could be they could be tough to beat all the way through the year a little bit of the bad from uh, from the team since we got to be nitpicky and we're going to pick a little bit of st- things that they could work on the penalty kill. Uh, obviously that would be a, a major, a major problem. Uh, if you can't, uh, can't stop teams from scoring, but, uh, maybe no major superstar may prevent them. No outright. What seems like, I mean, and I, I again, I'm not a Vegas fan. I'm not, I'm not closely following the Vegas golden Knights, but no, no outright leader, and this is our guy. This is who uh, who we look to, and is can get us a goal in a, in a major time. But but again, that speaks to the volume of their depth. Um, and I would say that you know, if you had to pick someone, it's you know, it's either between Pacioretty or the Flower, and I'd go with yeah, uh, Flurry. So yeah, for sure. I mean, it's I mean, it's tough as a as, as a goalie for him not to be out there skating with the guys and and being able to talk them up while while, while they're playing. Uh, so we went team grade as an overall B plus, but an A minus after the coaching change. We felt like the coaching change made a difference, even though we weren't sure if it would or not. So uh, GM grade. We got an A. Uh, great moves. Uh, spent good money. I mean, he spent money. He made moves, but uh, but spent the right money in the right places and and hit on some some guys. Yeah, just because you have no cap space doesn't mean it's bad. I mean, if you're spending the right. money correctly, it's that's what you're, you're supposed to spend the money if if you're playing well. You know, you just don't want to have no cap space like San Jose and have nothing to show for it, but being last in in the Western Division Western Conference. So, uh, you know, that's it for this week's uh, team grades and GM grades. We'll be hitting the other four teams in the Pacific, Pacific part two. next week. So, you know, we'll keep doing and we have plenty of hockey to talk now because of that. So let's move outside the NHL and just a quick discussion that we've had on the uh, on our dock for a while. And that is NCAA players sitting out of bowl games to save themselves for the draft. What are your initial thoughts on on that topic? Um, I hate it when it's my team and I hate it when it happens. Uh, but I completely understand these guys. This is their career. Yeah. <laughs> you have a short window to make money. And who am I to say 
that this guy has to play in this meaningless game. I mean, you can say it's meaningful because it's a bowl game, but it's a meaningless game. Yeah. You know, it, it, you don't see this a lot. I mean, nobody skips the national championship game. Yeah, to, that's what I was about to say. There's a know, difference between skipping the national championship and skipping the skipping, Quicken Loans, Allstate, Doritos Bowl down in, I don't know. That, yeah, like, the, look, the GoDaddy.com Bowl, like in, like, Alabama. You know, I mean... It's just not hard hitting or even, you know, even the Music City Bowl yeah. uh, here in Nashville. Uh, I mean, if if the, it's a good game, I went to the Auburn Purdue game um, at the Music City Bowl and it's a fun time. Yeah. If you can enjoy. But like if if Jared Stidham that year decided I'm going to sit out because I'm an NFL draft prospect and I don't want to potentially get hurt and or not play my hardest. I mean, it would suck, but I'd be. I wouldn't blame the guy. Like again, yeah. like I said, that's you got finite amount of football playing time, and you can earn a lot of money, sure, in a short amount of time. But the average is two and a half years, and you're out of the league, and then you potentially have to deal with injuries for the rest of your life that may affect other parts of your life. Yeah. So, I completely understand it. Uh, you know, it's frustrating, but it's not something I would personally get mad at a 22 year old guy for saying hey i get a chance to make million dollar millions of dollars and i mean i would even go further and wish that the ncaa and the nfl would come on terms where you know i get that if you allowed freshmen to go straight to the draft there you're not going to have many that are ready for that but there are some there are a few select world-class athletes that after their freshman year they're ready to go pro when it's not age you know you understand that uh, I'm sure you understand that it's not the age of uh, of a player. It's literally you have to be out of high school and have played or or been out of high school for three years. Yeah. So and, it's and not. I, no, it's I, weird. I think that's silly. It's, I yeah, think that if you have a high school player who is ready to go pro and which means not, oh, the kid thinks I'm ready to go pro. The pro say you're ready. You're mature enough and your athletic ability is, is mature enough to become pro. Then, you know, then he can go straight from high school. Now, I understand that is. Point zero zero one percent of players, but give no, them the I, I would say it's closer to zero percent of players when it comes to football. Yeah, I mean, I get it's, that, but I'm saying it's might, so dangerous yeah. to make. I mean, basketball, you come in, you're not ready. Yeah, that was on you. And you I'm know, really talking about like, all sports for that kind of thing. Like, you know, you know, look at the, you know, when you have the once in a life, like a LeBron James player, you know, <clears> I like that, you know, he well, was able to go straight from high school. Just to kind of transition that a little bit, I think that the rule should be like baseball does it. You can go straight into the NBA, but. If you decide to go to college, you have to go to college for three years. I think that that would be a good transition for for NBA and college basketball instead of having all these one and done. See, I disagree. I, I like the one and dones, and I mean, I that's sure. Huge. I don't hate yeah. it. I mean, but I'm I've not... always been a proponent that first off, I don't agree with. I think that instead of having college sports. Just have minor league teams. Uh, you know, when you go out of high school, if you wanna, you can go yeah, to college can and play that. for a minor league team. Well, I can see that, but like, think about the benefit to education that not even for necessarily these players that are playing football but for everybody that benefits from a football team being great or a basketball team being great the influx of money to to a university that they can take and then do better good for other departments and other things and not all not all schools and do that but it's a good opportunity to do so. I think that there should definitely be some major changes in, in the NCAA's policy on on paying players and 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 that and that sort of thing because this is a job and these players are making millions of dollars for for a university. I'm with you. I uh, I hear what you're saying, but I think there's got to be some sort of point somewhere. Yeah, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, with, it's it's a pipe dream. You know, the, sure. the NCAA is a multi, almost billion dollar business. Very corrupt as yeah. well. Um, but let's move on now to some news. The XFL has ceased operations and have closed their doors. So it, it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Com- completely they're never coming back type of that's what it seems like from what i read they are they're done they, they that's had- what they said last time <laughs> yeah so in, a, in 10 years from back. now <laughs> so another 10 years we'll see uh, another dc defenders game but for a while this was a dc defenders podcast and so we we're, good night we're, my sweet prince yeah <laughs> um no that is that is that's very sad uh it it never really had a had a fair opportunity yeah. through this process, and that's you know bad timing, and and that that's life, and that happens. This is this may still be a good opportunity for some guys to transition to the NFL, but not getting a real fair shake that, that maybe maybe under undersold, and it may not be another good opportunity for some other guys to make an NFL roster by showcasing their talent. KG not wanting his number retired in Minnesota. Thoughts. Yeah. Man, so I'm not a huge Fear NBA me. guy. Fear me, Blazer. I'm so sorry. So I'm not a big NBA guy, but you know, it's uh, it's always fun seeing you know guys standing up. He was pretty much unfiltered uh, when referring to Glenn Taylor, the owner of the Timberwolves. Yeah, and, and here's his quote: "I don't want, I don't want any dealings with Glenn Taylor or Taylor Court or anything that has to do with him. I love my Timberwolves, but I don't do business with snakes. So that's a you know great way to make okay. a stand. You know? Okay, all right." Uh, I mean, and, you know, it's it's Kevin Garnett is a, a prime example of why loyalty could potentially hurt your career and opportunity. Uh, Minnesota never did a whole lot for him. And then he goes to Boston and they they bring in two other guys and help this man win a win a championship. So uh, good for you, Kevin Garnett. I mean, everybody would love to have their their number retired. I'm sure there's tons of people that have their number retired that had feuds and hated the ownership i guess you could call it a a principled stance you know i mean uh kevin garnett is going to go down as one of the greatest basketball players in history so i I don't think that he's worried about his legacy in minnesota i think all minnesota fans remember what kevin garnett meant to uh, minneapolis and the town so what do you think happens if he uh, decides to retire that number anyway without his consent you think the uh the fans just kind of turn their back, or I have, man, do, you, I have, do you think he? Do you think AG has any room to stand on, like to make legally make or something? I don't know, man. I, I mean, I would imagine that he could potentially like retire the number, but but couldn't hang up like a Garnett banner or something because yeah. he probably has control of his name. Yeah, and his face, um, and, and his like face, that. and but his likeness. Be- but I mean, you can there. I mean, I would imagine there's no rules that say, "Look, I'm going to retire 21, <laughs> no matter what, bro." I like, I'm so sorry, but <laughs> you know, again, it's a, it's a number you don't own it. Uh, that you know, the Timberwolves own the number in the jersey, but I would imagine that. Uh, I mean, why would you? You know, at this point, you're a billionaire that's that's been been semi shamed. Like, why would you even want to put his? It's almost like admitting he's right. You know, yeah. like. Uh, well, you were so great, even though I treated you like crap and made you not want me to retire your number. I'm still gonna do yeah. it. That's uh, that's weird. That's a little odd. So we'll we'll keep up as that story develops. That's basically like a soap opera for us these days because we have nothing <laughs> else. So um, Brandon Cooks goes to the Texans for a second round pick. So essentially, what happened is you traded DeAndre Hopkins for <laughs> David David Johnson and Brandon Cooks. So. Yikes. But, you know, 
Brandon Cooks, you know, he, no, he has he, a really good opportunity yeah. to to be. But I mean, Brandon Cooks is not a the you're the guy kind of guy. No, in my I mean, honestly, he's he's always been great for me in fantasy for PPR leagues. Sure, he, but he, as he a as up. a as a wide receiver, as a wide receiver two or three, yeah, not as a wide receiver one, no. which is what essentially it, they're yeah. asking him to do. It, with, it, if you garner the other team's best corner or safety, yeah, he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna perform. He's good because you've got other guys across from him taking sure. all the heat. Well, exactly. And he can catch those he's, five, ten yard routes. Well, but he's a burner too. He can beat you downfield. But but right now the Texans' wide receiver rostering roster consists of Kiki QT, a slot guy, Randall Clock, Randall Cobb, a slot guy, Will Fuller, who's semi a two guy but also a slot guy, and now Brandon Cooks. So I just, I mean, I'm not sure that they have that that possession style receiver that's going to be necessary for Deshaun Watson to take this team anywhere. In yeah. my opinion, I think. I mean, it just keeps getting worse and worse. In in my uh, in my humble humble opinion about a team that I really have a distaste for. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right, it's uh, time for a mid roll. Today's episode of Pucks Out Podcast is brought to you by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Sierra Nevada has been family owned and operated since 1980. The number one craft brand in 2018 continues to be the number one selling hazy IPA and the fastest growing craft brand in 2020. Go get yourself the 2019 gold medal winning hazy little thing IPA and experience the crisp and refreshing magnum hops that they have to offer. Now back to the show. All right, guys, welcome back. Let's move into joke of the week. And we have another kick, a ridiculous Kickstarter that I found. <laughs> You'd be finding these Kickstarters, dude. I think you're, I think you're the inventor of these things yeah. and you're trying to plug <laughs> them, man. What do you got? So this is called the My Hitch. Now, you really have to look this one up and we will post the screenshot <laughs> of this on Twitter when this comes out. Pretty much it's a hook that you put on your belt and it looks like it's coming out of your ass. And you just carry your uh, suitcase around the airport. Yeah, but it's got to be a wheelie suitcase. Yeah. Like you have to like be able to hook it on this like what's essentially a bathroom hook. Yeah. That just attaches to your pants. And so like you have to be extremely, extremely trusting that nobody's going to mess with your bag while you're not looking at it at all. And you're dragging it by the back of your belt. It is that it's so ridiculous. What a joke. Why, who would even need that? Now, what I have seen is though are those dope Bluetooth ones that yeah, like has like a cool. Bluetooth and and it like the bag follows you. That's cool yeah. because you don't have to you know you don't have to attach it to yourself and you look dope walking with your suitcase. But attaching it to your belt from a like a shower hook, I don't <laughs> I don't get it, man. Well, what? the good thing about this, unlike last week's, is this was not backed. It was only backed by eight people for $182, so this was never made. Okay. Unfortunately, like the cat liquor. Thank goodness. Well, but see, the thing is, it has been made, though. There there are shower hooks that you can do this with. I mean, it's yeah. been made. That's what people probably said. They're like, wait, I can just grab a hook. Right. This is abso- absolutely DIY. And, yeah. that, and not DI the letter Y, DI the word Y. Yeah. Why would you make this? Like, what? at what point were you like, that tired of walking around an airport dragging your bag that you're like, I really wish I had a hook that I could hook this <laughs> on the back of my what? Why, man? Yeah, Why? This was created, and here's the crazy thing. This was created by an airline pilot. I really question the uh, the one guy that has to like yeah. walk through the airport every day. Like you have to realize this is not normal for people. Like yeah. most people don't mind carrying a bag. And also, like, why are you still that worried about 
you sit in a <laughs> you sit most of the time in a cockpit and like you can't be doing that much walking that holding your arm out and carrying a bag was that much it's got to be awkward too right if you don't have a long enough handle you're going to be hitting the heels of of, of your baggage and I just, I'm just appalled, dude. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I'm maddened. I'm sickened. I'm <laughs> sickened by this, Bobby. Yeah, what so, a joke. What a joke. So now let's move into, we have another draft this week. This week we are taking a four on four hockey, uh, hockey game. Each team gets one goalie, one center, one winger, one D man. Essentially a three on three hockey game, but where we're also drafting our goalies. Yes. Yes. And so you, uh, you can only take one from each, from those positions. And they, we are basing these players off currently now. So not current players at their peak, not past players retired, players as they are right we're now. We're drafting right now. Me and Bobby are facing off and we're drafting. Yeah. And because last week in the superhero draft, which by the way, I am winning on Twitter. Uh, I don't have the numbers right here. but We've it's- established, Bobby, that things that are made up <laughs> that are never going to happen, you win. <laughs> I only win the things that actually do happen that we can prove that I won. So uh, I'm so sorry. I, you know, you you beat me again in the superhero. I'm just mad at. Th- I'm just mad at. I, I think it's because they know you get more clout. Like you're getting your vote. You're voting in all these things, and you know you're you're Chris Godwin's calling you before he calls me, even though he's on my team. You know, so I think you're just. I think you're manipulating. I think you're putting your thumb on the scale. I got the first pick. And I think there's a clear 101 here. You know, he is the best player in the league right now. He's going to go down as one of the greatest ever play. Connor McDavid, man. Yeah, he is such a, a difference choice. maker on the ice that very few guys can stop him. No less just stay, you know, keep up with him on the ice. Great choice. Great yeah. choice. Um, I think I'm going to, because I don't need to take a center now because you can't take anybody, uh, any other centers. Um, so I'll have my, my pick of the complete other group. I think that I'm going to go with a winger here and I'm going to go with, with Kucherov. I think that he is, uh, so dynamic in what he can do when he has the space, uh, that he would provide such a, a push for me on the wing and goal scoring ability and, and ability to to take control of the puck himself. So I'm going to go Nikita Kucherov from the Tampa Bay Lightning. All right, so you've got another pick. Um, I do have another pick, so I guess that I'm going to get my creme de la creme choice of uh, of defenders or goaltenders, but I think I'm going to go defender here, and I'm going to go with my man's Roman Yossi uh, because he provides such a defensive presence, but such a skill on the offense. You're also going to get the because the majority well. of our listeners are Preds fans. You're going to be getting those votes. I'm getting the I'm getting the exclusively voting for players that are on your team vote. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. So I'm going to take uh, take Roman Yossi um, not only because he's a Preds player, but I think he's one of the best defenders in the game right now, and he's he's proving it year after year. So Roman, Mr. Roman Yossi, welcome to the team. Glad to have you. All right, you're. 202. Yeah, and I think that uh this, you know, we've just there's no goalie right now who can just shut down a game more than the guy up in Beantown, Mr. Tuka Rask. Really? I think, you know, his stats are just out of this world right now. Uh he's got a low twos uh say uh goals allowed. He's splitting a lot of time up there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but hey, we're talking no. one game. So I'm 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 taking Rask okay. uh for my goalie. Okay. And then, not, a, uh, not a terrible choice. So I guess now I mean I'm really I can take anybody. Uh one of each position has been taken, so yeah. doubling up, you gotta double up at this point. Yeah. So uh I guess I'm gonna take at my winger, David Pasternak. 
Wow. Good call. That's uh that's a that's a monster. Yeah. Um I all I, I was thinking about taking taking Ovi with my winger pick, but uh but just the skill and the speed yeah, of, of and, Kucherov is so well, is so Ovi's valuable. one of the greatest ever play. In a three-on-three situation, you know, part that makes it great is getting that separation and sure. someone feeding the puck. Well, but I mean, McDavid's going to get you some separation. I yeah. think that I think that with with McDavid, but Pasta, what a great choice, McDavid and Pasta. That would be a, a sick, a sick combo. Okay, for my center, I think that I am going to go with Nathan McKinnon. Um, he's, uh, he's Connor McDavid esque. Um, he he's shown that he can play with 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 other guys uh, and. Colorado um, and make them better. So I think Nathan McKinnon is an up and coming superstar. He was my pick for the potential Hart Trophy. I think both of our picks for the potential Hart Trophy yeah. winner. So Nathan McKinnon, join the team, Mr. Roman Yossi, uh, your your rival, and uh, Nikita Kucherov, welcome you. And I believe that the only thing I have left is a goalie, yep. and the only thing that you have left is a D man. Yep. So uh, it is my turn to to pick a goalie. You said one game, one one battle to to decide them all. I'm gonna go with Vasilevsky. Okay, um, I thought you were gonna uh, try to cater to the fans and go with Pekka. <laughs> no, we 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 pretty much established that we're going with right now this instance this pick. So that's, that, I, that's a uh, solid choice. I'm gonna go with Vasilevsky. He's familiar with old Cooch, so. Uh, they'll be able to to team up there with my boy Roman Yossi and yeah. uh, Nathan McKinnon. And, you know, so. both the goalies that are familiar with other guys in their team. Yeah. So I'm going to, you know. The, both of the wingers, too. Yeah. We took winger-goalie so combo. The, a strange pick. Yeah. The predictable pick right now would be John Carlson. That's not where I'm going. Because John Carlson succeeds a lot because of the team he's on. I'm going to go with a guy that even when the team's not great, he's been great. Dougie Hamilton. Not a bad decision. A little off the wall. Um, I think it's going to be a deeper hockey fan pick for sure. You're not catering to anybody. But I can't deny that this would be a battle for the ages yeah. that I would absolutely love to see. I need to see if we can do custom three on threes on NHL 20 and yeah. put this thing in and there. Yeah, sim and sim it up. And then yeah. we can actually have a real yeah. decision <laughs> instead of instead of you just winning because you're magically running the Twitter. <laughs> Um, but no, this is fun. We should actually record these guys that we've picked and then do uh, do another draft later, but exclude everybody that we've currently picked. And so kind of go through and go for a second round yeah. of, uh, of who we, we yeah. would like. So, well, we got plenty of time on our hands now. With no actual sports going <laughs> on, we're creating content for you ready to go. So let's move in now to uh, uh, questions from the Internet. Uh, we're doing two cards this week. You pulled them last week, so I'll pull them this week. Let's uh, see what we got. Okay. If there was a database of your lifetime internet history, oh. how much money would it take for you to make it public? How much money would it take for me to make my lifetime anything that I've ever searched on the e internet? Even incognito mode. Well, yeah. Uh, naturally. <laughs> naturally, Bobby. Naturally. Like, if it wasn't including incognito mode, then... <laughs> I mean, dude, give me a solid 20 bucks. You're all good. Like, it's just Googling dumb stuff. Yeah. But no, in, uh, incognito mode always changes the uh, the question. I mean, gosh. I mean, you never know what can happen with the, with that kind of stuff. Um, I'm going to go with like a cool mill. Really? You're going as low as a mill? Yeah. Like a cool mill would be like, 
I think that would be enough to like where like you got a million dollars, you can at least go get a new job should your <laughs> job fire you or whatever, you know, like whatever tends to happen. Like I'm saying like, because like this is, it seems like this is a negotiation with a guy. I don't know how low he's willing to go. So I want to go high enough to where like it would change my life, but like not completely impact me like winning like the lottery or something. You know, this guy has a finite amount of money, I'm guessing. Since it's a fake question and you're never going to get the... Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. I want to be a billionaire, Bobby. (laughs) Uh, Like, I feel like, I feel like Dr. Evil right now. Like when he's like, I want $1 million. He's like, I want $1 million. And they all laugh at him. He's like, they're like, that's not a lot of money nowadays. He's like, oh, $1 billion. And to put it into perspective, you chose a million. And that joke was made in like 2005. I know. Inflation (laughs) has really destroyed me, dude. I mean, I meant one billion dollars. <laughs> I mean, just to start off, I'm not letting it go for less than ten million. Okay, that's just that's for that, your fake for again this yeah. fake decision. That, I mean, you know. I want to a never have to work again in my life. Which sure. million dollars? Um, sure, you still got to work. You're still working. See, I'm still just trying to be me. From yeah, the I want my kids to never have to work a day in their life. I want my grandkids to never have to work in a day in see, their life. See, no, but see, I want my kids to have to work, even if I have to pretend like I don't have money, just so they get a, like they realize what it's yeah. like. No, that's why I said my kids, my kids could work, but they don't have to. Like I want to do no. See, no, no, no. It's not a could. See, I want to hit them with the like the, we're poor the whole whole <laughs> time through our life, and then boom, at eighteen. It's like, hey, I've been doing all this to humble you. So you're We're living, actually so you're living <laughs> like a not rich person for what eighteen years of your life. No, no, them, them. I'm gonna <laughs> so send, they see you with all the money. No, no, no. I'm gonna have a secret wing to the house. I'm gonna have so much money, dude. Like, but I'm gonna pretend like I'm a humble guy. And like, Dad, how come the house is so much bigger on the outside? They than won't know. Could... It's gonna be underground, Bobby. <laughs> it's gonna be underground. So like, but like, boom. How humbling is that? Like, you, hey, not much. You got only took a million dollars. Well, but no, no, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not doing that. But I'm saying if I'm ever super uber rich, like that's how I'm going to do it is like I'm not going to tell them I'm super rich and be like, they'd be like, oh, man, I got student loans and I got all this stuff. And I'm like, boom, you graduated, girl or guy. You don't have to pay those college loans. We're actually rich. We're going to go party on my yacht. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> next one. Would you rather have the ability to be invisible or have a clone of yourself go to work when you're hungover. Ability to be invisible or have a clone of myself go to work when I'm hungover. Yeah. Clone does everything right. I don't get in any yeah. trouble. It's not like one of those situations like on the like Disney Channel where my clone, my hungover clone of me becomes the real me and starts wanting to do other stuff, right? I Correct. have complete control over yes. this. Okay. Yeah, obviously I would choose that one, man, because <laughs> that would open up so many more possibilities in yeah. my life. Like I may pers- purposely get a little drunk so where I get hung over so I can send the clone. Yeah, that's my only thing is can I use them for outside of it? Can I just get hung over all the time? See, no, I think, I feel like you gotta be hung over and there has to be like a level yeah. of hung over that you have to hit in order to get your clone. Like, I'm not gonna do this every night because being hung over sucks. So like, it's not really like a bonus other than you not have, you know, especially for me who ha- I wouldn't have to take any time off in, in that instance for just being hung over. Yeah. So, but I, I, that's that would still be an instance where, where look, dude, I don't want to be hung over every day of my life. That's what they call alcoholism. <laughs> and, you know, so so I would definitely be able to limit that. Being invisible, I feel like I'm just going to get myself into too much too much trouble, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's too many possibilities with being invisible. Obviously, that's the better choice, but I feel like the more responsible choice yeah, I'm is just to be able to be hung over and send. Yeah. 
What What are you going to do though when I start getting drunk the night before we record and it's just clone me well, and I'm just it'll hitting be clo- everything? It'll be dude. clone you talking to clone me. Okay, so and, and, <laughs> but the, the but the real problem is going to come when that those shows are so much better than our shows because they're clones and they're just zinging. They're boom, boom, boom. They don't have real life bearing down on them. And then all of a sudden we have to get drunk every time before. I'm okay with taking the clout without ever having to do it. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. All right. So uh, time for this or that. This or that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So you got the Ask Internet cards. I'm going to get the this or that. All right. Never be able to tie shoes again, meaning you can't tuck your laces, can't tuck them in, can't tape them, can't Velcro them, or you can only ever wear flip flops again. Super easy for me. Super easy for me. No question. I am obviously taking the shoes untied because I hate flip flops. If you change it to slides, if you change it to slides, I would be in for slides always. Because I don't really mind being barefoot either. Okay. You know, that's not the not the thing. So if it's just like, hey, you got to have a sandal, I would even do chacos, but only the chacos that like go across your feet. I, the biggest thing and reason I don't like flip flops is because I don't like things in between my toes. It's okay. weird to me. Yeah, that's I mean, listen, I'm a huge flip flop guy. I love flip flops for me. This is an easy hell. I would take even if shoes tied, I take flip flops all the time over regular shoes. I'm wearing flip-flops right now. <laughs> <laughs> the utility of having untied shoes are non-existent. You know, like yeah. if you have untied shoes, like, yeah, it's cool you have shoes, but you got to be careful constantly that you're yeah, not tripping I mean, and yeah, stuff. So exercise. You I would really choose hike. slides, okay. sure. But especially if it was like a like a like like an actual sandal style, like those are like almost like shoes sometimes. So yeah. I, would, I would take the – now, I would never, ever choose Crocs. Or the shoes that go in like your toes like a monkey. No, I'd never choose no, those. No I, no, I would rather cut my foot off than wear those socket shoes. That would be if that was that. That was the option. Wear the wear the monkey feet <laughs> shoes or get your get your feet chopped off. Yeah, It'd people that honestly people that wear those types off. of shoes are to me the same as like vegans and CrossFitters. You know, that you've got to tell you they're going to yeah. tell you about it. They're going to yeah. tell you about wearing and those they're going to wear them in the most ridiculous place no and if you do if if you happen to have those shoes and wear them in like the appropriate setting like if you want to climb if you're climbing a mountain in them cool yeah. like cool understandable sir but if you're like, going to a preds game in them yeah yeah dude, like you're on. wearing them like an everyday wear yeah like you know even going to like you you know friends or family's pool is still a little weird to wear but those. it's more like, natural that's how you run naturally yeah then yeah. then wear no shoes man yeah. you're going to a pool <laughs> you spent then you spent money for nothing <laughs> right because like what you're saying is is like not having shoes on is the best thing and you've just bought an expensive pair <laughs> yeah. of shoes that are just weird so know? let's move into what are you binging hold on Oh. Real quick, I got a, a dopes. I haven't got one of these in a while. A spam text message from Walmart. I won a thousand dollars. So, should I go ahead and click on it? Uh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, like you were saying, I'm so sorry. Just oh. never get an opportunity to bring <laughs> up live on air that I've been. I'm trying to be catfished or something, dude. What are we binging? What are you binging? Um. And it's funny because it just came onto Netflix and people may, may think that I'm picking this because it just came onto Netflix, but I've been a, a serial binger of this show and I'm actually watching it on Hulu community, dude. Yeah. So good, man. Allison Brie, Joel McHale does such a good job. Chevy Chase playing Pierce, uh, Donald Glover. 
Troy so many and good. in the morning. Uh, my favorite is actually Troy and Abed in the morning nights. <laughs> Troy and Abed in the morning nights. <laughs> Guys, where is the camera? Oh, this is. Oh, this is. We're not. We're not recording this. And they got people standing in the background. <laughs> yeah. and, no, but uh, actually, truly, my favorite episodes of the community are the paintball episodes. They're so good to me. All of them. All of it is just so well written. Yeah. I love that show so much. Who's your favorite so, character on the show? Honestly, it's that such a tough that's such a tough call. Like if we're talking about the main group, then it's pretty easily Troy to me. I love Troy, um, Donald Glover's character. Uh, obviously, everybody brings something to the table, but there's something that all community fans can agree with. Is that Britta sucks, yeah. dude. Britta sucks so bad. She's the worst. I uh, think my favorite there is is the Dean, man. The Dean. Oh, the Dean is awesome. But if we're going off off normal group, I I mean, obviously you can't can't hate on Chang. Chang is so good. Yeah. Um, but I'm a magnitude guy. <laughs> pop, pop. <laughs> no. Um, so the episode. So one of the paintball episodes when he gets shot and he says pop, and then uh, somebody runs up to him and says pop what magnitude? Pop what? <laughs> Who is uh, John Oliver's character? I, oh, I he's a, he's like a professor or something. Yeah. He's super funny as well. He yeah. he does such a good. But everybody does such yeah. a good job in that show. In that show, um, they Dan Harmon. Writer of Rick and Morty does is such a good show writer, yeah. but there's a theory out there floating around that the reason that the world is going going to hell right now is because we never got the pro- the prophecy was never fulfilled. Six seasons in a movie, we still <laughs> don't have a movie. So that's probably the problem in the world right now is that this is basically like a Harry Potter level prophecy that has not been completed. And so maybe we need to get to get to that. So what are you drinking? Miller again, bro. Yeah, we're man. in the we're in the teen. I'm uh I'm I'm keeping low class low key, not low class. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to downturn all of our Miller Miller listeners out there. Yeah. Uh, but just keeping it low. You know, not going to spend a whole whole bunch of money on beer right now. Always excited every week to get to drink this cold, fantastic. <sighs> Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing IPA. That's a free plug, by the way. We're not even getting we're not even getting anything for that specific plug. So, so what about you, man? Man, uh, I don't know if you watching seen this. drinking. Yeah, uh, the unit on Hulu. That oh no, I haven't seen it, but it's I mean, it sounds like something that you would not want people to know you watched from the incognito question earlier. Is really <laughs> so what it it's a like. it's a military show. It's based on. Uh, military special ops and their wives, you know, and their day, you know, their day-to-day operations from overseas to the base. Oh, well, cool. Yeah. It's, I mean, uh, so it sounds... It, the guy from the Allstate uh, commercials is the uh, the real deep voice guy. He's the... one Allstate. Yeah, he's the main... He's one of the main characters. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty badass show. I'm a main character in this show. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. Uh, drinking? Anything special? Just my Corona premiere, man. I just, I just, still I getting restocked. It cheap. I got another, I got another case of it. She'll, still getting it cheap in the yeah. shelves, huh? Yeah. <laughs> they still haven't heard that it, <laughs> they must not listen to the pod out there because I tried to tell them it's all good. Just drink it, man. Yeah. But, so time to move on to what snaps your stick brought to you by Sierra Nevada. Ah, it tastes like a Ooh, time good that's timing. so perfect. Good dude. timing, time bud. That's so perfect. So I'll start us off. I see a lot of people saying that 
the NCAA sports are still going to happen whether or not school is open. I think that is so wholly inappropriate. Correct. You know, the fact is the NCAA wants to use the, oh, we're giving them a free education, though. Well, guess what? You got you to gotta stick by that. <laughs> yeah. You, now, you don't get to just turn your back on that. Not to mention for many of these guys, that's where they live. That's how they eat is by, you know, because I doubt the school cafeteria would be open. Live, eat, breathe, they, school, yeah. football. So, I mean, yeah, so no. <laughs> no, it, I hear what you're if Schools are closed. NCAA should not have any sports. As, as Agreed. The, yeah. That's That defeats, look, if you want to declare yourself a, a business portion of college, of the college university system and everybody gets appropriately compensated, however that may come into play, do what you need to do. And these are employees of the school and not... Uh, and not students of the school, but if you don't have, there ain't no school with, I mean, this is why that we've had so many, many issues with college basketball and college football programs, just offering bull crap courses for, for student athletes to take either you're a school and this is a actual student at your school that happens to play football, or these are employees that play football at your school with the option or the bonus to audit, uh, a class. To, to audit a class and go into class and and even potentially earn your degree. I wouldn't even right. be upset at that or, or if they want to take a full class load and play football, cool, but there should be they should be separate entities. But you can only have it one way or the other. You can't have these these sporting events if you're not going to going to declare them anything but student athletes instead of athletes that could be potentially students yeah. because a lot of people take advantage of their of their time playing football with the scholarship. They know they're never going on to the next level. So they take advantage of going and learning what they want to learn at the university's cost. And then there's some guys that never, ever, they take up class time. They, you know, and the professors that want to, want to rail on them or want to make them do the, do the work and stuff. That's uh that's completely fair. So I agree with you on that, man. Yeah, and, and let me just say, I was so dumbfounded when I saw that that was even a possibility. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I thought we were all on the same on the same ship when it came to not playing if no school, but I guess not. Obviously, there's a there's a, a an alternate force out there. Yeah. Man. So what do you have now that I have a a, a forum to co- legitimately complain about sports and maybe actually bring up some stuff that that's really grinding my gears. It's harder to think of them now. So my <laughs> what what's really snapping my stick is that the fact that now that I'm able to like every week talk about something that snaps my stick, things don't snap my stick as much, I guess, or they don't bring attention to themselves. So that's very upsetting to me, Bobby, that I thought that it would be easier to find things to talk crap about when I'm able to talk about it each week. But it seems like my mind is like, look, man, you're embarrassing yourself out there. You're complaining about nothing. Yeah. I'm not even going to bring up any complaints to you anymore. So uh, moving into my non-sports, I understand that a lot of you high schoolers out there, you know, you're really upset that your uh, your prom got canceled. And I guess whatever season it is for sports right now is getting canceled. And you might not walk at graduation. But let me tell you. Stop complaining about it. If I was in high school, I would love this time right now because let's be honest, for those of you that are going to college, you have the best years in front of you right now. If you were, if you're now, if your spring break was getting canceled in college, one thing, but if you're, if you're high school, if you're getting classes canceled, don't go on Twitter and bitch about how sad you are. It's high school, man. Let me tell you this. The worst college party is better than the best high school prom. 
You are going to have the best time in college. So use the time off for the, from this pandemic. Make yourself better and get ready for the best times of your life. Well, but even those of you that are not potentially going to college, use this time to plan. Get ready for your future. Get yeah. ready for get ready for what may be upcoming. And do you want to learn a trade, or do you, do you want to go to college, or do you, do you have a job opportunity that you that you can pursue? So just you know, we understand that high school is your world right now, but it's not the world. There's yeah. a lot more going on external than that. Use this to your advantage. Use this time to learn a new skill, or prepare for college, or prepare for whatever you want to do in life. Uh, com- great, great complaint because there's lots bigger complaints right now than going to high school. Now, my I, I do have a super non-sports complaint, no question. Me and the folks at the at the casa, the villa. Wow, we've been having a big battle with carpenter bees because you know <laughs> they're just we got a wooden a wooden fence that go into our backyard area. They're they're eating up and they're destroying uh, destroying the fence. It's just been a constant uphill battle with these guys. So that is what's really really snapping my stick these days. When it comes to like I'm good when it comes to insects and all that. I don't really squeal much. Bees, man. I, I don't I don't fuck with bees. No. Bees if there's are, a bee, I I'm going the other direction. Out. Outie 5000. Yeah, no. It doesn't matter if it's a carpenter. Like, uh, the well, other just di- getting stung from my anything sucks. Yeah, dude, dude, it like, sucks. The worst is when you go to the doctor like, "Oh, this is going to be like a bee sting." Oh, uh, excuse Whoa, me. Hold Why the, would you say that? Hold the hold the What do you mean like a like a sweat jacket? Or do you mean like a a hornet <laughs> because, because there's different levels yeah. like like a wasp sting dude like oh yeah when i was a kid i had to get a tetanus shot in my heel which was one of the worst experiences oh. of my life because i oh, was at home depot and stepped on a uh, a nail that went through the shoe and into my heel the, the bone of the heel yeah, and uh, they were rough. like oh this is gonna sting like a bee i'm like don't you lie to me right now i, I know this thing because i saw that a lot of things going into my heel that thing's gonna hurt just lie just say it's yeah. gonna feel good dude like just say yeah you're gonna feel it. It's a needle, you idiot. So yeah. So forget them carpenter bees, dude. But had a good day. I feel like it was a really good show. Yeah. Let's get out of here, man. What did right, you guys. learn today? What did I learn today? Yeah, I learned that uh, KG is a boss, dude. And don't don't take no shit from the owners. I learned that apparently I'll sell my dignity for very cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for like uh, for like Doctor Evil levels original asking money. But, so, all right, guys, it's been a great episode. Uh, great talking with you. This has been Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network, and we will see you guys next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod.